Welcome into part two of our summer series, The Pros. Today we have our first major leaguer on. Let's go. Hello, I'm Addison McKelvin, Coach Weaver, Coach O. What's up? Hey, Addison. Good uh, afternoon. In this case, Addison. Yeah, this We're is a little different than normal. A little different timing for us. And it's a summer series episode, so we're, we can't just go pull a kid or a coach off campus like we usually do. Right. You have to schedule these around both professional athletes who are currently in season and former professional athletes who are professionals in another realm now. So, uh, you know, summer schedules can be a little different. Right. Uh, I believe you teased last week that... I did. I said that we would have Mason on today. Yeah, he's um, still coming. He's still gonna gonna be on the show, but right. not today. Right. Um, we had to work around because we have Mason out in. You said South Carolina. Yeah, he's in South Carolina. He's in South Carolina playing ball. Armani is now back in Kansas City. Yeah. Um. So we're moving all around. So it was a lot easier for us to schedule the 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 former pros. That's right. For the first two episodes. Correct. So we started with Caleb last mm -hmm. time and. We've moved from football to baseball. You hinted at that, our yes. first major leaguer. Uh, we've got Josh Gear with us yes, today. Um, I'm going to start, if it's okay, like we did last time, I'll give you a little bio about Josh, you know, so he didn't have to speak about himself too much. Then we'll, then we'll <laughs> dig into the details about him anyway. So Josh Gear, 2002 graduate, Forney High School, four-year starter, and Letterman for the Jackrabbits. He earned all district 13-3A. Now, we dated him a little bit there. We did that with Caleb last mm -hmm. week the old 3A days. Honors as a freshman, he progressed from there. He helped his team district championships into the state tournament two years in a row for Forney High School Baseball. Um, shares that with Caleb. We talked about Caleb going to the Final Four twice in a row. Uh, Forney High Baseball, been good for a long time. Real good seasons for them. Starter and letterman for the football team as well. Uh, posted a 4.3 grade point average, as wow. a matter of fact, also as a jackrabbit. So. Um, you know, that's what we aspire to with all Absolutely. our student athletes. Two-year starting pitcher for Navarro College. He's voted the conference's most valuable player after posting a 1.78 ERA. Helped the Bulldogs to the 2003 conference championship. Then he went to play for the Rice Owls. And then on to be drafted by Major League Baseball, not once, but twice. Wow. Josh was drafted. Most people don't even get drafted once. Well, that's no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, the vast majority. Uh, the, he was drafted by Tampa Bay Devil, Devil Rays in 2003. He did not sign. Maybe we can ask him about that. He was drafted again in 05 by Major League Baseball by the San Diego Padres. He did sign that time. After being 4-2 and two and 13-6, and six respectively, in minor league system in 05 and 06, he was named as the Texas League Pitcher of the Year in 2007. He was called up by the Padres in 08 was the first player ever, this is neat, we got to ask mm -hmm. him about this, first player ever to win a Major League game in the People's Republic of China. Wow. Okay, the Major League had a China series in spring training of that year in 08. He won the first game ever in China. Uh, he made US, uh, his U.S. Major League debut in August of 08, and he won his first start there, too, against college uh, in the uh, Colorado Rockies. He pitched with AAA Portland and with the San Diego Padres in 09 and 10. And then he was diagnosed with stage three melanoma in 2011. So Josh is a cancer survivor and uh, has been um, 
inspirational to a lot of people. I think it's a great thing for us to talk about for our student athletes. We're going to hear some neat stuff today uh, from a guy who's had an interesting career. He missed most of 11, returned to the mound in 12, finished 7 and 10 in that year, 8 and 6 in 2012 between AA and AAA, became a free agent in 15. Now, here's great stuff. He's a member of our Forney family, right? I mean, obviously, he lives in Forney again. His wife, Katie, works at Warren Middle School. Uh, he's got his children, Jet, Callie, and Jax. We were just talking about vacations a minute ago. Uh, his parents are Rick and Julie Gear, as you know. Rick mm-hmm. is our um, chief of human services in Forney ISD. He's one of the big Shout bosses. Shout out to our boss, Rick Gear. <laughs> Shout out to our boss, yeah. Uh, Rick also, I mean, uh, Z- Josh also has brother Zach, sister Lindsay. Now, Zach used to coach for us in Forney ISD. He's now the head baseball coach over in Sunnyvale. Um, so you're, there's no question you're, as I said, a member of the Forney family. Welcome officially, Josh, to the 126. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's very good to be here. Well, we are happy to, to have you here. Um, it's always good to talk to people that are part of these Forney not just the Forney family, but these Forney families that people are just involved all over town. And that's definitely your family. Um, so we are going to get into a few things real quick. So you've been, you know, all over the place. Uh, baseball tends to do that. Um, what is, we asked Caleb this last week. I want to ask all professional athletes this because you guys get to travel a lot and stuff. What's special about Forney to you? Uh, Forney, I mean, it's, 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 it's a tight-knit community. Uh, I mean, everyone has their back uh, here in Forney especially when you go off uh, traveling and everything, you keep close ties with everybody. Everybody's rooting for you uh, since you're from Forney. Uh, when you're out traveling, playing baseball, playing football, whatever mm-hmm. sport, uh, if you're part of Forney, uh, they're there to support you. Uh, so that that's pretty much what Forney means to me. Uh, everyone's close-knit and, uh, and a great community. Yeah, there's definitely something about, I mean, we would obviously love to have as many professional athletes come out of Forney as possible. But there is something about being from a town that doesn't have too many. You know, people are so proud of it and they're really rooting for people. And I, I mean, I, I remember cause I graduated in 2012. Um, so I remember the days of whenever you were starting to play and we we're like, Oh my God, like, this guy's from Forney. That's crazy. Like, um, I remember hearing about it and, and hearing about it from like, uh, James Townsend was a good friend of mine who was yeah. in high school around the same time and stuff. So, um, we just talked about those old like Forney days and stuff like that. So, we love hearing stuff like that. Who is your all-time favorite Forney ISD coach and or teacher? They can be the same person, or you can have two separate ones. Oh, man. Favorite coach. Um, Ronnie Ortegon. Uh, he was our head baseball coach my junior year. Um, great, great mentor on and off the field. Uh, he uh, knew how to get to us players uh, each day uh, on the baseball field. I mean, he, he, was, he was strict on us, which is what we needed. Uh, to be the best uh, that we could be, especially on the field. So I guess coach-wise, he was probably put a pretty big impact on me on the, in the baseball world. Yeah, but we've heard a lot about uh, Coach O for sure. I mean, he's kind of a Forney legend, but also just a really good coach everywhere he's been. I mean, he's coached at the highest level. So yes, uh, we talked about him a little bit last week too. We, we may did, have to yeah. get Coach O mm-hmm. out here. Yeah, that'd be really good. Um, we. We say this a lot, it's a whole other podcast, but um, to s- we might chase down, as we're chasing down some of those former athletes that went on to professional sports, mm-hmm. chase down some former coaches that went on to coach in other places with great success. There's a lot of people that started here in Forney. 
um, even in, in recent years, you know, who have moved on to other head coaching positions, collegiate positions, and so forth. So always fun for us to have our, our program, our school district, to have an impact on people beyond it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're seeing some neat evidences of that. So absolutely neat stories. And before we get into the major league stuff, which is the really cool, awesome stuff that everybody likes to talk about, we're going to talk about minor league a little bit. Um, I know that minor league baseball is kind of, it's kind of a strange lifestyle. How, how many different minor league teams did you get to play for? Let's see. Um, I started out in short season, which was Eugene, Oregon. Uh, moved up to low A, which was uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, then went up to high A. California, Lake Elsinore, Double A, San Antonio, Triple A was Portland, Oregon at the time, and then the big league. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five, five yeah. minor league teams before I eventually made up to the big leagues. Uh, and there's some that see rookie ball is kind of where a lot of young guys go. Uh, luckily, I got to go over that and start in short season. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess quite a few five five league five yeah. minor league teams I've been with. Um, and I was listening. I was listening to the radio, and they're actually talking about minor leagues. And we have this perception of all professional athletes and what their lifestyle is like. What's the average minor league meal like? Whenever y'all are just traveling constantly, (laughs) (laughs) it's tough. It's very tough. I know. Usually, you have a seven o'clock game. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's mostly you have your random day games, but uh, you get fed at the field uh, for dinner, for afterwards. There's usually. a meal provided for you. Mm-hmm. Lunch, lunch time. Uh, it's kind of it, you fend for yourself. It just depends on what's around uh, yeah. with everything. Sometimes you're staying at hotels. You just eat there at the hotel. Sometimes there's some fast food around. Uh, you just walk over, have some lunch there. Uh, it's, it all depends on the city and where you're staying too. But a lot of times I would do the fast food joints from time to time. So are you telling us you had McDonald's? <laughs> yes. I, I, I know for for an athlete, you need to eat healthy, stay in shape. For me, McDonald's fast food was was most of the time my go-to. Uh, I will tell you, uh, not unlike the life of the coach. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of. I mean, you know, you, coaches try to live and uh, be healthy, live a healthy lifestyle, but it's just man, you know, it as it is. You're rolling, you're moving all the time, and you're in between places, games, practices. Get what you can get. He could have got a salad. Yeah, I, I won't lie. I did every once in a while. But it was mostly on the now, other end. Used to talk about McDonald's, but uh, this is Whataburger broadcast, uh, yes. Coach O. Uh, well, there's uh, no Whataburger in. Well, well he point. was in San Antonio. Indiana probably didn't. No, have, there's no I Whataburger in Fort Wayne. I don't Wayne. believe there's any in Indiana. <laughs> um, Portland, yeah. It. L- yeah. Luckily, no. I was uh, in Texas League. That's uh, right. Down here, we're playing at Whataburger Field in Corpus Christi. That's what? Hey, there you go. There you go. Shout I, I out, believe, Whataburger. I Field. believe the original Whataburger was in Corpus Christi. It was, yes, sir. So that's I've been, right. I've I been mean, to that one. One of our trivia questions. It is. He's already br- he's bringing us Whataburger information. <laughs> I've, I've been to the original a couple of times. If that's the one right down the that's street. That's the one. Yes. Double decker. It's two stories. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, and that's I think it's the first double decker I'd seen. I think so too. Uh, man, that's great. N- so nice to have the, another Whataburger Is that the fan. provided meal at Whataburger Field? <laughs> it no, should be. No, it's not. I don't think I've ever seen Whataburger at Whataburger Field. Actually, in the stands, I believe they do sell Whataburger at one of the spots there on the concourse. Yeah, As I, they should. I was never really up where I could get any if I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Addison, 
I'm, I've made eye contact with Coach O a couple of times, and we got a lot of great baseball information yeah. to get to. But oh, <laughs> we have totally skipped out on the ozone. I, my feelings are hurt. Oh, you man. gotta signal me. I got a lot going on, Coach. You gotta, you gotta just, you know, do something. I'm not important. Oh yes, you are. Here we go. Well, I'm going to go ahead <laughs> and forgive Addison for forgetting us Thank this you. week. Um, I can't believe nobody reminded me well, till this long. Well, when we're 12 I'm, minutes in. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, we switched it up a little bit. I was excited to talk to Josh, and I just skipped right over Coach O. Sorry. Well, we were talking, you know, we were just talking about Whataburgers and McDonald's, and I think I have a problem because all of my subject spotlights have to deal with food. <laughs> so they have to deal with food at this point. So today... It's no different. We're talking pancakes or waffles. Okay. Which one do you choose? You go first. I'm pancakes all the way. I don't like waffles. I don't like the fact that they're hard. I like to put a lot of syrup mm. on them to make them soggy. I don't like them. I don't like the okay. crunch. What about like a Waffle House waffle? Those aren't crunchy. No, I don't even get I'll get toast. <laughs> toast is crunchier yeah, than waffles. That, they have that special, but, but I just... I don't put syrup on toast. I'm going to tell you right now. Now I'm going to predict if Josh many hotels as Josh has stayed in, he they've all got in. that turnover waffle machine. Hold on, Matt. Yes. You, you know, we all. If you stay in my hotels, we do too. I don't know why. How you miss out on this? Uh, I just don't, don't like you be lying for that thing. Yeah. Get have, your batter. They have, they have the a batter in, in Texas. Cups. Yes. They have them in cups so you can pour them in. Yeah. That's exactly right. No. That's good stuff right there. I'm a pancake girl. Well. It depends on where I'm at. I love them both. We talked a lot about breakfast food specifically, and I love breakfast food. So if I'm at Waffle House, I get a waffle. But if I'm at like IHOP, I get pancakes. Yeah, if I'm gonna agree with you. If I'm anywhere else, I, I'm gonna get a waffle. Um, it does depend on where I am. But all-time favorite, m- my mom's pancakes. Mama made pancakes on Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, right? And that was kind of a special deal. You know, you get up before you go to church, you get you get pancakes. That's the only time during the week. Um, all day long and twice on Sunday, literally. I would eat mama's pancakes. What about you, Josh? For me, if I had the option, if I was at a place where I was given the option for both, I'm a waffle guy. Okay. I'm, I'm a waffle guy. I know. I, I'm not saying I don't like pancakes, but I'm just. If I, have I just feel like I'm being ganged up on. Guy. No, I just. They're too similar for me to not like one, but like the other. Wait. No, there's, there's a different so texture. There's a different texture, but w- waffle batter is just a, th- a little bit thicker pancake batter. You know, <laughs> waffle a waffle is a little more high tone to me. You know, pancakes kind of like old school home cooking. Waffle, you kind of got to have a an iron or a you know, it's kind of a yeah. high class. Somebody that, that likes Chilean sea bass, I fi- or you don't like. I'm sorry, somebody who like knows Chilean what Chilean sea bass, sea bass yeah. is, I would expect would would be a waffle person. Yeah, I guess I missed that. I mean, I'm diverse. Hey, I got to ask this. So, does the does the Texas League Player of the Year get free Whataburger? Do you at least get a free Whataburger if you're the Texas League Player of the Year? Uh, you know, I don't even know if I did get free Whataburger, but we do get little coupons. Okay, from well, time to time that gets you buy one get one free. Coach O, I believe he didn't even have to I, buy one to get one free. That's right. We have coupons that are just free Whataburger. So for being a guest on the 126, you're going to get a free Whataburger today. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Good. So it's basically better to be on the 126 than to be a minor league baseball player. From a Whataburger perspective, that is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we talked about, uh, Coach Weaver mentioned that you were the first player, first pitcher ever to win a game in China. Did you know that going into that game? 
that you that you had the opportunity, I guess, to do that? I had I had no idea. I mean, I didn't know if Major League Baseball had played in China before or whatnot. But yeah, we were over there. Uh, we had two games with the Dodgers. Uh, first game, uh, I didn't pitch in, and we ended up tying. We only took over so much pitching. I think we went maybe one extra inning, if not if not nine innings. Uh, but we ended up tying, so the game ended in a tie. I, the second game, I didn't start, but I came in relief, and we ended up taking the lead when I got in, and we held the lead, so I ended up getting the win, and it ended up being the first major league win in China. That's right. So Has there been a game since? It may be the only major league <laughs> win. I would assume there has. I am not sure on that. I know during that year, that was when the Olympics were about to be there because that was 2008. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Olympics, they were getting ready for the Olympics. Getting ready for and they Beijing. Just built- we talked to Sammy Walker about that, as a matter of fact. Yep. Pretty neat well, little China I, connection. Oh, I have a question. Okay. So when you are the starting pitcher and you get relieved and you're walking off, I want to know what you're thinking. Well, Hold on, wait, wait. And and <laughs> when you're the guy who is relieving mm. the person that's getting booted off, yeah. what are you thinking? It it depends on the situation. It depends on how my outing has gone, and depends on what I have left, what I have done that inning <laughs> when I'm walking off. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of different mixed emotions depending on what has happened. Uh, a lot of times you're just hoping that relief guy. If you have runners on base. You want that relief guy to shut them down and leave those guys on base. So uh, you're thinking strategy. Yes, absolutely. But, I mean, sometimes, depending on where you are in, in innings, if you're late in the game, sometimes you start getting tired as far as he's not, deeper and deeper in the game. I mean, he's not Kenny Powers. He's actually, like, invested in the game, of yeah. the inning, trying to win. Well, I just wondered if, you know, I mean, I get it if you're going I don't know off. what you were expecting. No, I get it. You, you, you pitched a good game. So, like you said, you get tired. You get there bringing the clothes or whatever. But if you're not pitching a good game and they pull you. It's, it, I've done it enough early in my career. Yeah, I would get frustrated and everything. But I learned to kind of cope with it. And, hey, that uh, you know, I, I gave it my all. Things didn't go my way. There's going to be another another outing in five days. Uh and then it's usually I'm thinking about all that when I'm walking all the way to the dugout, just thinking what's kind of escalated, what's happened. Sometimes it, it goes down to two or three bad pitches, which can really ruin you. And I start going through my head, everything that's kind of happened. But relief guys in there, um, a lot of times you want them to shut them down, and it makes you look a little bit better. So you, we rely heavily, starters rely heavily on the relief guys. So, yeah, especially if you're, if you're the us. relief guy, you're not thinking, yeah, get on out of the way. Let the real pitcher get in there. No, uh, it depends. There might be some guys <laughs> like might that. Be. <laughs> Sounds like it's probably yeah. got to be a little ego in there, you know. Yeah, but that, you're, you're those, guys, Major are, League those guys are used to those situations. Yeah. Yeah. Play a lot of games. That's why I do think, just to hop back on the China thing real quick, it's amazing. Baseball records are different than other records. I always notice this whenever I look at stuff. Like, nobody has a sole record in Major League Baseball. It's always like, oh, he's one of 19 players that have done this, and that's so impressive because there's so many people that have played. So to be someone who is the one to do something, that's pretty cool, regardless it's, it's, of what it it's is. It's a really cool accomplishment. I'm kind of, it's 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 real fascinating for me to think back because I can I completely forgot about <laughs> having that stat as being the only pitcher to to have a, a win or the first win in China. So it's really cool. It does mean a lot to have me. Have you been to China since then? I have not. See, you no. might be a huge celebrity there. Yeah, I have I, no idea. It could be. Remember that guy? 
that yeah. won that. I mean, they came over here and he was dominant. Yeah. I also read uh, Kenny Powers, by the way, pitching in Mexico, not China. So it's a little different situation. <laughs> but I read when you were over there in China that you guys went to. I think the teams went together to the Great Wall. Is yes. that that's yeah. got to be that's pretty. Yeah, cool. we. Um, I know we all have. T- different team buses, I mean, Dodgers versus the Padres, we had our own team bus, but whoever wanted to go, which was pretty much everybody, yeah. we went. So we all went over there together, kind of walked walked the wall together. I tried, I think we ended up going to the highest point. It's, it's a nice little walk though. Yeah. But it's a really cool experience, really cool. So For sure, I, yeah. I was very, I was very fortunate to be able to do that where baseball took me over all the way over there and I just enjoyed everything I did over there. Yeah, it's rare, I mean, not all the people really cool. get to go you know, people go on vacations, get to go out of state, out of country. Right. Not many people go to China. No. I think the only two people that I know that have been to China from here um, both went for sports because you went to play baseball, and my sister got to go to China whenever she was uh, dancing for the Mavericks. Really? They cool. got to go for something. I don't remember why they got to go, but she had to go to China for like a week. You know, we, I mean, this sideline but maybe we should have your sister on here that's sort of a professional sports related position isn't it mm-hmm. she maybe she should be on the summer series she probably could give us some good stories i bet so mm-hmm. she got me dirk's autograph so okay so i gotta ask i'm this. indebted to her i guess <laughs> as you should be as you should be you got two bob not one but two dirk bobbleheads yes. on your desk all right josh so i gotta ask this um been all around, played all around, played in a lot of cities, a lot of parks. What's the, what's the best city to play in? What's the best park to play in? A lot. Of, I've had a lot of people ask me that question, and and we were we were in San Diego uh, for our home field, and I just liked San Diego. It, it was beautiful. The weather was perfect. Uh, I mean, the, you had buildings kind of around you where the parks at too. Mm-hmm. It just I, I loved it there. It, it was it was beautiful for at least the one at home. Yeah. On the road, Denver. I really like Denver. Um, I, 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 t- I tell us tell us to a lot of people. Top. It's probably one of my top three cities I could definitely live in. I, I love the city, and, and the field was okay. Too. Yeah. But um, it's good scenery around there too. Well, and you won your your first major league start in. It was it was at home. Colorado. It, it was against Colorado. Oh, it was at home. Gotcha. I th- I believe I had my first loss in Colorado. Uh-oh. But and yet you still like Yeah, yeah. Well, really nice. I lost one to nothing. Yeah. We didn't we didn't score oh. a run, so it was very it was frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you know you pitched well. It's baseball. I mean it is yeah. baseball, but it is frustrating. <laughs> so I got I believe I got my first win and loss against Colorado. Um tell us about that that debut game. What what was it like for you to have that that experience that first game? It was exciting. The first uh first inning I definitely could feel my legs. I, I was I was pumped up. I was I was pretty mellow, but again, my legs were a little jelloey. Uh, I ended up started the game off. Uh, I believe was it Tavares got a hit, and then Barmas got a hit. Ended up being second and third, no outs. So I was like, oh gosh, here here we go. <laughs> Already first inning, but I end up uh, Matt Holiday ended up getting a ground ball back to me, threw him out at first, and then struck out uh, Brad Hop and then Garrett Atkins and got out of it. And after that, okay, I was relaxed. I, I felt, I felt normal again. I felt like I was any other start. So really, that first inning, I was just my legs were were not there, but I was still calm, mm-hmm. still calm. Just just any other day, just a bigger bigger ballpark. Yeah, what was the stadium like that day? Was it pretty full? Was it? It was probably about half, maybe three quarters full mm-hmm. uh, that day. Uh, it was a night game. Um, it's it's. 
the lighting, everything is, is so much better compared to minor league baseball. I mean, there's some good double-A and triple-A fields that have nice fields, but, I mean, everything's the mound's perfect shape. Just everything's perfect. Lighting, everything, everything seemed to be on me. So, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that after that first inning, I mean, I was, I was good to go after that. Like, I was back to my norm. Right. But um, it's just like any other start after that. I mean, that's probably more people that might listen to this episode of the 126. I don't know. Uh but obviously he's performed in front of a big crowd. <laughs> um, you don't get you don't, you're not a professional athlete unless right. you're pretty good at that. It's interesting to hear though that that first. Um, just think how many pitchers or, or players probably have get that first experience jitters and maybe don't get over it. You know what I mean? Right. I mean that, that's like the moment, isn't it? Right. You yes, know? and that's if kind of can, the, the defining moment. If that where you go from there, mm-hmm. and some guys it might take a little longer to get into that comfortable spot like yeah feeling that comfortable uh on the mound uh for me luckily i mean i was it was right after that first inning and then i was good to go after that just yeah. like any other day that's good i mean did it's you, a uh go ahead coach did you have a favorite pitch for me it's my change up that that's pretty much what got me to the big league was my change up i did love throwing it i could command it uh in, in any count throw it for strike in any count so that was that was a good one for me. I like throwing that two seam though, try to run it in on guys' hands, try to break those bats. But changeup was a uh, was definitely my pitch. It's a good I question. Like it's a great question. What how, what pitches did you throw in the majors? I was a four seam fastball, two seam fastball, changeup, and slider. Okay. So uh, changeup was my out pitch. Right. Uh, I would throw the four seam and two seam, both sides of the plate be able to throw that change up, but if I need to throw that slider, I could. Right. Um, was there a player that you got to pitch against that kind of felt like a bigger deal than than the others? It, yes. It, I have been asked this a lot because I, I, I get so many questions from kids and, and sometimes yeah. parents and dads and everything. Uh, Manny Ramirez was pretty hot during that time, was pretty good. He, he was very good during that time. Uh, he was a tough out. He was a very tough out. Um, trying to figure out what to throw, where to throw it, in every count. He just he had his bat. I feel like through the zone, he kept it through the zone a little bit longer for fastballs, changeup sliders. He just kept it in the zone and was able to hit pretty much anything. He was he was probably a tough out during that time. And I don't know if y'all know this, but Manny Ramirez has the best Sports Center commercials of all time. You know those Sports Center commercials where they're all in the yes. the office. The Manny Ramirez ones. I have this friend. We used to watch his on YouTube like over and over again because they were so funny to us. But that's pretty cool. Um, is there? Do you have a favorite all time baseball player? Uh, for me, growing up, I mean, it was Nolan Ryan. Uh, being from Texas, he was Texas Ranger. Uh, another guy I like, King Griffey Jr. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people really like King Griffey Jr. during those times. He had the base King Griffey Jr. baseball game out mm-hmm. and everything. So growing up, I, I guess I kind of idolized those two guys. Yeah. We've but, said this before, uh, Nolan Ryan, the only professional baseball player with a billboard in Forney, Texas. That's true. So uh-huh. you get to see your, your major, league, uh, major league icon there. Uh, Nolan Ryan's a lot of people's favorites. If you're a Texan and you like mm-hmm. baseball, it's hard, right. hard to pass on Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like barbecue, Texas beef, et cetera. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was going to ask you, what about Co- – I know we, you talked about Coach Ortegaard at the high school level. Um, what's something – either a coach or something a coach – did or adjustment they made something that impressed you at the professional level from a coach's perspective at the professional a lot of times uh, those guys kind of just 
let you go. Kind of, we'll throw in their two cents from time to time. I mean, you got there for a reason. Right. They'll kind of just let you do your thing, uh, and maybe just tell you little little things here and there. Uh, for me, uh, Steve Weber. Uh, we were in high high baseball. Uh, what we started was you get strike one, and then next one move their feet because you got to learn to pitch inside. That's a big thing that you need to know, especially if you're going to keep getting up, go higher into all the way up to the big leagues. You have to pitch inside, and a lot of those college guys, a lot of college guys, they're not used to that. But you, yeah. no matter what kind of stuff you had, you have to pitch inside because you got to get those guys uncomfortable. Steve Weber that year uh, was a big, played a big influence on me and taught me pretty much how to pitch inside. First pitch, strike one, and it doesn't matter if it's a ball, but you want to move their feet just to work on pitching inside and that was that was a real big a real big eye-opening experience for me uh, during that year I think that was two that was 2006 yeah that was my first full season that year um, so that, locker room locker room big deal I, I yeah. asked this last week I like to ask this question um, you know there's those locker room guys whatever level that I don't know for some reason they're funny or they're motivational or they, they get people pumped up who are great locker room guys you play with or and why Pumped up, funny, or it, it, any of the above. You know, somebody that's just um, just a key to a good a- atmosphere, a productive atmosphere with the team, a great teammate. Really, I that's played, what I'm getting uh, at. Oh nine, uh, David Eckstein was with us. He was our second baseman. Great all around guy, team guy, everything. Get you pumped up if you're going through stuff. He's there to talk to you about anything. He was probably now that I think back. He was probably a good. A good clubhouse guy, good, yeah. good guy to have on the team uh, to get to help you in any in any aspect or any any way uh, anything that you needed help in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there for you, helping everybody. Uh, Eckstein, you know Eckstein. He wasn't the biggest guy. I mean, he had to work hard to get to where he was, and you can see why how he had so much success being being as small as he was. Yeah, but I I, I think Eckstein was probably maybe the best. Uh, team guy I've been around. Yeah, that's so important. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh, obviously everybody at that level is talented. You know, yeah. and everybody's looking for the whatever the extra little thing is. You know, the the thing that that takes the whole team to the next level. Mm-hmm. It's huge at our level, right? I mean, if you don't have you get, if you don't have that good team chemistry, you don't want that one that cancer on your team. Yeah. Uh, to bring everybody down because you, you got to have good clubhouse feel, especially getting to that. The playoffs and, and going on from there um, is a big key. I do want to jump back and talk to you about kind of your draft experience, but real quick, just a question: Did you ever have to have to bean anybody in the majors? <laughs> in the majors, no. Minor leagues, I did. It was the first time I'd ever beaned anybody on purpose. Uh, I think it was. I think it was my first pro year. Um, pretty much a guy. I think we were kind of having a bean war. Uh, <laughs> Everything and manager came out, uh, told me, okay, first pitch, first strike, second pitch, right in the middle of his back. So I was like, okay, what am I gonna tell him? No, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm still a young, young guy at the time. Yeah. So here we are, first pitch. I can't remember if it was a strike or ball. A second, second pitch. I got him right in the middle of the back and everything. 
That was it. I mean, there no one cleared the benches and anything like yeah. that. It was just accepted. No. Yeah. I was, and I was this, a man, guys, too. Can we put an asterisk with this uh, for the student-athletes? That right. Are yeah. yeah. That's, I, I, I don't this is recommend, professional level, okay? Yes. I do not recommend anyone else doing that. The, and for right. the coaches and for the ice team, right. that might yes. hear this, uh, yeah, we, you, you will not instruct a student-athlete. No. But I do understand it at the professional level. That's, that's a good disclaimer. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, yes. Coach. Um, so, like I said, let's jump back to the draft stuff. Unless, did you have something, Coach? Well, are you going to ask the question about what his brother said? Uh, yeah. So, you traveled around a lot, stayed in a lot of hotels. Now, we did. She just gave away my inside information. <laughs> but I did have a little birdie <laughs> told me. You used an alias uh, when uh, you were checking into hotels. Yeah, Can I, we get some I did on it one time. Well, I felt... A lot of our, our <laughs> high-profile guys, you get your uh, Jake Peavy, Adrian Gonzalez, Trevor Hoffman, those guys. I mean, you're staying at hotels uh, in big cities and everything, and you never know who's going to come show up and ask, hey, what room is so-and-so in or whatever. Yeah. So those guys always use aliases, alias names and everything. So, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I think me me and my brother were Dumb and Dumber fans. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen the movie. Uh, Just watch yes. the first one. Not anymore of course that. we have. Um, <laughs> So I was Lloyd Christmas, uh-huh. and, and that's right. the alias name I use. I, I just thought it was cool and funny. And Besides being a professional athlete, I have a whole new level of respect for you. Yes. Mr. Gear. We just watched. Um, Mr. So, Christmas. So I teach the AV production class, uh-huh. and um, like the last week of school, we watched Dumb and Dumber because a lot of my students hadn't seen it, and there were that class um, only had three people in it because of online learning and stuff uh-huh. so it was one boy and two girls and me and him were cracking up the whole time and both of them were just like i don't get this oh, <laughs> really man. so oh, i don't wow. know i don't know but that's all right um kind of gotta be in the te- teachers got to do a better job in that class we may have to have a uh, <laughs> we may have to have a dumb and dumber question as our trivia mm-hmm. question unless well, you have one no you'll have to come up with it because i didn't watch dumb and dumber coach we got to give you an yet. education. Yet. Uh, yet. Yeah. Do we want an Is easy question Netflix? or hard question? Well, maybe, maybe, let's, let's, let, let's, let's let Josh, Josh, come, let's up let Josh come up with one. Okay. So just You'd be thinking about a Dumb and Dumber trivia question for our general podcast. Yeah. Now, let me, oh, let so me qualify hard. this There's by saying parts in the movie. somebody that gets the first person to answer this at 126podcast at 40ISD.net. Right. They get a, a very nice prize package with... You know, a number of Forney ISD, 126, fun stuff, some Whataburger gear, free Whataburger. Okay. Uh, it's a big deal, Josh, so make All it right. an important trivia question. Yep. Well, hold on. Since we're on that, let's go ahead and congratulate uh, Coach mm-hmm. Province. She's a second-time winner. She got the answer last week from um, Caleb. How many touchdowns did he have as a sophomore? Mm. The answer was seven. seven Shout-out to touchdowns. Coach Province. Okay. Um, seven touchdowns on, what was it, eight 16, for 18? 16 attempts this sophomore year. Forney didn't throw it a lot. Can, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. They had DeBrian. You remember? Wing T. Remember, yeah. We, I've played against DeBrian, and, well, I didn't play with him, but I did play against him. Yeah. I was over at Crandall before Forney. But, yes. Kind of fast. Yeah. Very fast. Just sweet, <laughs> sweet, yep. sweet. He didn't run. play baseball, did he? Could he have stolen a base? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he could. He wouldn't even need a big lead. No. Yeah. He could be on the bag and take off. And yeah. Um, let's go back talk about your draft experience. So, like like Coach Weaver said, you were drafted twice. The first time by the Rays, second time Padres, correct? Yes. Um, so, it was then the Devil Rays, not just the Rays. 
Um, what was it like getting drafted the first time, and why did you decide not to not to sign? Uh, it was really cool, uh, which I, I wasn't expected to get drafted. What happened was, I mean, I had surgery. I had a stress fracture my senior year here at Forney. I was able to play infield, but I couldn't pitch. Uh, so I went the whole year without being able to pitch. I tried pitching in the state game, and it was still hurt. So I ended up having surgery uh, that summer. So I was rehabbing most of my first year at Navarro. I came back. At the end, I was throwing pretty hard. Uh, scouts, I guess, saw me. Uh, I ended up going in the 19th round to Tampa Bay, uh, which I had no idea. It was it was all real quick, and it happened. I was like, what, what do I do? What, what are, where do I go from here? Um, but I was I was excited. Uh, they were offering me a certain amount of money. Um, I mean, I had a good year, and then I think I felt like I had more to show. Uh, I still had a lot. I mean, I just finished my freshman year, so I still had my whole sophomore year. And if I wanted to go to a Division One school, then I could have gone from there. So I just figured it wasn't the right time for me to start my professional career. Yeah. And so I ended up just declining. So you did. Then he was whatever, you know, conference yeah. championship. Then he went to Rice, right? And then you get draft. Tell us about draft night when you got drafted by the Padres. And. and I'd, I'd talked to a lot of teams uh, up to that draft before. I had a really good season at Rice that year. Uh, we ended up losing in the Super Regionals uh, that year. But, yeah, I, I, and the Padres weren't one of the teams that I was talking to. which So it was a shock that the Padres took, took me. But, I mean, I didn't really have a favorite of teams. I mean, I didn't mind what team I went to. I really just wanted to play, just further my career. Uh, Padres took me there. 98th pick, uh, and I was excited. And it was back; to, it was down to negotiating your signing bonus and all that stuff. Which I was going to sign no matter what. I wasn't going to decline and go to my senior year and have no leverage or anything. But I, I felt at that time I was ready to start my professional career. So uh, we ended up agreeing on a signing bonus. Um, got school, got schooling in on that contract too, and uh, started my career. But I, I was ready. I was, I was excited. Mm-hmm. I was very excited. So, you know, all the inquiring minds want to know, you know, with that signing bonus, what was the first thing you purchased? Uh, the first thing, the first thing I purchased was just getting LASIK surgery, which is, which is okay. not, I, I wasn't a big, a big spender. I like to save, 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 which was, which was good because you hear of a lot of guys, they just, you got it, so you got to spend it. For me, I waited till that off season, I ended up having LASIK surgery, then I ended up getting a new car, I think. Just a year later, so I really didn't. I really didn't make any more good advice. Yeah. We've had two professional athletes on in a row, and both have been uh, very responsible. Yeah, Caleb's yes. first purchase was paying off his credit card. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. very smart man. I mean, you know, these aren't super exciting answers no. for us on the podcast, yeah. but everybody wants to hear. I it's wouldn't, a, I went and bought a Lamborghini <laughs> yeah. or something yeah. like that. No Lambos, but. No. but it is really great information for it's our kids. Best, our, best, you best, know, best. You see, you these are smart guys. You don't, yeah. you, you don't go to Rice <laughs> and right. let you know just some whatever run of the mill guy's going to blow his first check. Right. Uh, Josh was thinking ahead. Yeah. Yes, not surprised. You never, you never know when you're not going to have it. So I mean, you can spend a little bit as much as you can, but put mm-hmm. some other back. Put some other money back. That's you right. Just never know. We've actually had quite a few like random little financial nuggets on this. Who was it? I can't remember Sh- now. Well, first we had Chandrell Stevens. Chandrell. She came on because yes. she was a state champion in track. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking to a former state champion. It was our track episode. Mm-hmm. And and she launches right into financial accountability. And I'm still waiting for her TED Talk. 
Yeah, it's coming. It was really good. <laughs> she was she's, ready she's to go. Another, right we've got a, we have we have to have return on here. But mm-hmm. It's great. Here's a great thing about having you guys on. Uh, you know, Chandrell, ex student athlete, Caleb, ex student athlete. You obviously, we will have more. We've had others, but um, we always get a neat perspective of somebody that's gone out. You know, been here in Forney, been real successful in Forney as a high school athlete, but we get to hear a much broader stroke. You know, somebody that's gone out in the great big world and had great success, and it's not by accident. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, that's the difference in, you know, football, you, you get drafted, you go straight to the NFL team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Josh, you. You know, you had to work your way yeah, through every level. It's a process for sure in the baseball world. Yeah. But I, I just what what helped me was, or I feel like it helped me, was just not looking ahead. I never looked ahead, especially playing high school. I was like, okay, cool, yeah, I'd love to go play college. Okay, oh, here's going to junior college. Okay, great, it'd be cool to go play Division One. Boom, Division One. It'd be cool to get drafted. Boom, here we go and get drafted. Now the whole process starts over with moving up through the minors, I just, I enjoyed where I was. Yeah. I love to compete, and that's all it was. If it, I would do it to this day if I still could. Yeah. Uh, I just enjoyed it, and, and doors opened for me. Uh, I got better and um, got an opportunity to pitch all the way up in the big leagues. And, and I try to, right now, I try to um, help kids think like that. I mean, yeah. you're just your mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of that you well, you want you want to play in the big leagues. Every kid's dream is you want to play in the big leagues. But don't put that much pressure on yourself to I have to, I have to, I have to. Just enjoy the moment of where you're at, and just figure out what you got, got to do to get better. And it's great not, advice. It's not meant for everybody. It's hey, not meant for very everybody. good perspective. That's one of the reasons we do the summer series, right? You're, you're even getting round of applause. Mm-hmm. I didn't give you one whenever I. Whenever a coach introduced you, so I thought it's a good time to do it. Yeah, uh, be was, in the moment. That's great. Right, be in the moment. In, invest in the moment at the level you're at. Make the most of your opportunities, and it, it ain't. It still ain't by accident. I mean, you're you you worked for every, You know, I mean, you've. If you don't do that, you can enjoy every moment, but also if you're not, you gotta, work, I know the, put in the work. investment. Yeah, you have to have put in to going through that rehab that made you stronger. Right. That made mm-hmm. you know putting everything into that. We see kids that. Um, don't invest enough in rehab. You know, they get down a little bit or whatever. And, uh, man, good things can happen on the back end of that. So I, I want to talk – I'd be remiss if I didn't talk to you about this too. And I think it, you have an inspirational story, I think, for a lot of people. And maybe it's because of that uh, – your life perspective, your, your work ethic, your determination and persistence. But you're a cancer survivor. Um, you know, in the middle of your baseball career, you had a, a very different kind of challenge – Right. Yeah. It's. Um, I guess before I, I was diagnosed with stage three melanoma, um, I'd had little spots on me taken off from time to time, just little small cancerous places, but they were just on the skin and everything. And then when 2011 hit, um, I had a little lump, a little knot on my neck. I was like, oh, it's from working out and throwing because I was getting ready for spring training uh, that year. Went to spring training, uh, doctors. We get our physicals done every year. Uh, kind of looked at that. I was like, oh, well, that's weird. So they went and got a biopsy of it. It ended up being uh, the knot was a swollen lymph node because it had melanoma in it. So we had to act quick. Uh, we didn't want to spread any more lymph nodes or anything. They took it out and the other lymph nodes out. It was just in that one, which was good. So from there, I had to um, go through chemo. I mean, that, and then that was the next step. Where do you want to do chemo at and everything? So it all happened really fast. I was which it's bad to say, I didn't care about the cancer. I just wanted to play baseball. <laughs> it was just gonna take me away from playing baseball. So I had a pretty 
pretty gnarly scar where um, they took the lymph nodes out and everything, and I had to go through chemo for the first year. Uh, went through all that. I mean, lost a lot of weight. I mean, it's 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 tough for people to go through cancer. And I've I was the best shape of my life, and I I don't see how older older people and and elderly are able to go through chemotherapy and get through it because it's tough. It kick, puts you on your butt. Uh, but that was the main thing. I just wanted to play baseball. So that that was what hit me hard was staying away from that and not knowing what to do. I mean, I hit some sort of a little depression, uh, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Just from not being in my norm, not being in my norm baseball and then just sitting at home. Right. That, going through. How long had it been since you went an extended period of time without playing baseball? Oh, gosh. At that point. I mean, because you've probably uh, been playing since you were. As far Back before I can even remember. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's baseball. I mean, my dad was baseball coach at Mesquite High School back in the day, so yeah. I was around it there and all the way up through playing. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd never been away from baseball for that long. So did that change your was, perspective on baseball? It definitely did. Uh, I'd already known it wasn't the end of the world. Uh, I just loved to compete. But it really kind of opened my eyes a little more with, you know, it's, it's just a game. Mm-hmm. And just have fun, which I was pretty much already at that point, but that helped me a little bit more. Um, and beyond there, I was more about helping other guys get to that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since I wasn't getting called back up, I was trying to he- help that next generation of guys get up to that next level kind of mindset and everything as well. And uh, but yeah, so it was it was a little bump on the road. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I look at it as. But um, but I'd wear your sunscreen. I mean, for me. Uh, I've been outside my whole life. Yeah. Uh, if if, the, if there's an option to stand in the shade, stay in the shade. Mm-hmm. Just for me, it just happened a lot sooner than it did for me getting a little bit older. Yeah. Well, something like that would definitely make you uh, stop and appreciate getting to play. I mean, I, I try to do that as much as I can. Remember that, you know, even if you're just going to play pickup basketball or something like that, there are a lot of people that will never get to do that or haven't gotten to do it in a long mm-hmm. time or whatever. And right. so stuff like that will make you stop. I, I wanted to say one thing real quick. I talked to a guy. Um, he was, played baseball at Louisiana Tech and then was a high school baseball coach. And he heard from his coach, um, he said, you need to think about your career. He said not to put too much pressure on you, you need to enjoy it. But he said, you need to think about your baseball career as a certain number of pitches that you're going to see. And for you, it would have been a certain number of pitches that you were going to throw. Right. And it's like that number's set. You don't know what it is yet, yes. but that number's set. Play it like it's your last. Right. And um, it seems like you kind of had that approach anyway to just enjoy where you're at, but that's definitely something that's you know awesome to hear, you know, especially for students or whatever that are listening. It is, and uh, the, the fact that he can, he can speak about something, literally the most serious thing we could speak about, you know, cancer, life and death, um, the challenge of that, and, and we, we all know people. Who are going through that, or who've been through that—that that, um, the rigor of mm-hmm. of dealing with cancer, that mental perspective. Just, I, I feel like it's it's the same mental perspective you had as a baseball player of being in a moment, you know, yeah. doing the, the best you can in the moment you're in with the situation and circumstances you have. Um, that positivity, you know, and that approach to life um, gets you through a lot, doesn't it? It does. It and, definitely does. And everyone, you. And again, you're going to have failures. You're going to fail in, in anything that you do. Yeah. Uh, life, you're going to have a couple, some failures, baseball, football, soccer, whatever sport. You're, you're going to have failures, but you just you learn from them the failures and stay positive and then work your butt off to get beyond what, whatever you failed in, whatever happened. Um, 
it's going to happen, but you just got to look at that as a learning experience. Yeah. The key to me is just stay positive. That's and, so important. And little bumps in the road. That's my mama's favorite saying. It's just yeah. a little so bump in the road. a little bump in the road, absolutely. Yeah. Um, boy, whether you're the guy or the coach or the teammate in the locker room, um, I know we we always say this, you know, athletics is like a microcosm of it, it, it ain't it's not real life, you know. We live it's it's but it so so is a test tube for it, you know. I mean, all those things that you learn as an athlete and that you apply, positivity being ra- very highly rated among mm-hmm. them, um, you know, persistence being very, you know, in spite of failures, is just another opportunity to get better. Um, boy, those are so applicable to real life. Well. Yeah. So beyond baseball, Josh, you've been pretty successful in real life too. You got a family here in town. I think you guys are getting ready for vacation coming up. You got three little ones. Yes, yeah, we, I, I, and that was tough with when I was playing uh, at the end of my career. Uh, I did my last year of of, of uh, independent ball, but then I had my first son, Jet, during that time, and it was just tough, too tough being away and, and not going back up to the big league. So that's when I ended up retiring. Uh, First son came, uh, then my daughter came, uh, Callie, and then now we have a little nine-month-old uh, Jax. So yeah. uh, we're definitely uh, have our hands full and, and staying busy nonstop. Well, I can tell you, I haven't been around you a lot. Uh, I haven't been around your brother, Zach, in a good long while, although he was an intern in our department and you know, eventually became a coach in our system. I'm, but I'm around your dad a lot, and I think those grandkids are kind of a big deal. Yes, yes, they are. They uh, as much as they talk about them, we hear from everybody. Man, your parents, your your dad, your mom, everyone's talking about your grandkids and showing pictures and everything. Yeah, uh, I think they've eclipsed so, the baseball career. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's yeah, all it's, about it's the, all about them, and that's fine. It's all about the grandkids. It's, you bet. They they spoil them, then they send them home to us. That's, that's right. Yep. There you go. Grandparents yeah. are designed to ruin grandkids. Yes. <laughs> and that's so funny that you say that because I I really think that's true. A kid can accomplish anything they want but really what their parents want is for them to just give them grandkids that's all they want hey true story i was on the phone with my mom and she said hey i gotta go this is carrington calling me (laughs) you're talking to me i'm your child (laughs) i was here first (laughs) yeah that's okay that's awesome well that is all i have uh well we we need to find out what is trivia question oh yes we do yes we do I will skip right over everything in this podcast if y'all haven't noticed yet. Uh, I have notes and everything. I don't pay attention to them. Yeah. I'll skip over everything. You know, we used to have a producer named Reed. We did, and it was we Reed miss was very you, Reed. helpful. <laughs> uh, trivia question from Dumb and Dumber. Yep. Okay, what uh, what was um, Harry's uh, van? What was the name of his dog grooming company? Oh, okay. That's a good one. It is on the side of his van. It yes. was, yes. It was a, a van re- that flies through the air. Very this, memorable this one that automobile. I, this is one I hate that I can't answer these uh, questions. Well, we know I don't right know the here. answer. I, I think I believe I can probably answer it. Not going to, obviously, oh. because we should have done like five. So we could just answer a few for the fun of it and then do the last I one. I will but. say, you know, all-time <laughs> movie vehicles, you, you know, you get the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, probably you get the Fall Guys truck is up there. <laughs> That's a TV show. <laughs> I go way, way back. You don't even know what I'm talking about. You're looking at me like, what? who's the Fall Guy? Shout Lee, out Lee Majors. Lee Majors, yeah. Um, 
But the that's in there. The, the dog. The DeLorean. Actually, the DeLorean. That, that's in a Walmart commercial, isn't it? You know how yeah. they're doing? They're doing pickups. They're mm-hmm. doing the Batmobile and all the famous cars. Mm-hmm. I really think this one. As I think it, it is. As it should there. be. And how the the I love how the leg yes comes up and everything. Gas, gas. gas, right? Yeah, oh, that is right. There's too many trivia questions that can come from oh, the movie. Oh, there are. Yeah. There was. There's a time where <laughs> me and my brother challenged, basically challenged ourselves to like memorize that movie. So I, I think there was a time where we could have sat there and said every line of the movie yeah. without stopping. And and believe it. I love it every time I watch it. Yeah, I get something too. else out of it every time I watch it. I know. It. I didn't notice that. Coach O, you see what you're missing? Well, is it on Netflix? I'm sure it is. I don't know, but the it's right over there if you want to just take it home with you. I have the original DVD, but yeah. DVDs aren't a thing anymore. I'll, I'll watch it. It has a little snap thing. Yes. That one with the cardboard yes, cover. That's, that's yeah. all it had. I think it had any well, yeah. it. when I watch it, no. if I don't like it, I'm going to let y'all know. I'm sure you will. Well, I'm sure you will. I, I One last Dumb and Dumber nugget. <laughs> I was watching um, this. It was like a late night show or something, and Jeff Daniels was on there. And they said, they were talking about all this, and they of course they ended up on Dumb and Dumber. And they were like, now, what is that like? What? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, and they were asking him just what it's like to have been in that movie. And he said, it's the only movie I've ever been in where – like 50-year-old, super-rich stockbrokers will approach him and ask him about the movie and also eighth-grade boys. Like he's like, <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. likes the movie. He's like, it's not He's like, it's not a certain type of person, right? He's like, everybody comes up and they're just like, you know, saying some line to him or something. Yeah, I'll bet. Now, you know, I, I guess I, I would have expected Josh to ask what Major League Baseball player made a cameo mm-hmm. appearance in – Dumb and Dumber. Maybe that can be the backup trivia question. But for that some. was a sequel. We don't care about that one oh. as much. I don't know if I've no, seen no. the sequel. No, it was, the, it was the original, wasn't it? I think so. No. I'm pretty sure. In the original Major League Baseball player? I believe so. Who are you referring to? Uh, well, I'm, I may say that because if I'm wrong, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Well, because I know there, my is memory. A, there was a hockey player that's in okay. it. Okay. Was, was, was Roger Clemens not, did not, he not make a, <laughs> a, a cameo appearance on the original Dumb and Dumber? Really? Uh, am I wrong? I don't know. I know Seabass played in the NHL. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Seabass was in the original. Right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I and, thought you said it was a sequel. And De- Derek Holland was oh, in maybe the that's sequel. What I, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Derek Holland plays a crazy guy in, like, this mental institution okay. that that Harry goes to visit Lloyd in at the beginning of the movie. Gotcha. Okay. Maybe I, I have my, my, I uh, seen the sequel, my stars crossed. But I've heard not very good things. It's maybe one. S- it's like it's, it's somewhat enjoyable if you like the first one, but it's not, not the same. same. It's not the same. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have a podcast episode on Dumb and Dumber at some we'll point. An entire episode. Coach o, we're going to have to catch you up before that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's your homework. I'm glad to know I've already, you. I've already looked. Glad to know you appreciate classic cinema. Yep. Yes. As Absolutely. well as professional sports. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's all the time that we have. We are approaching an hour. It has gone by very fast. Thank you for coming out. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I definitely good enjoyed stuff. It. I mean, yes. you know, great story, great stories, and and great advice. You know, great, just great perspective. And um, you know, I don't have to welcome you to the to the Forney family. I think you're already connected right. in a lot of different ways, both as a former athlete and through your real biological family. Right. Um, but we're we're so proud to have you guys. You know, guys like Caleb and Josh and. Uh, a couple more we're going to talk to, mm-hmm. um, but just great people. You know what I mean? Representing our school district, and that's what we want for our kids, our kids that are in the program now. Um, man, just living the moment, 
mm-hmm. be a be a good guy. You know what I mean? Treat people That's right, easy. work hard, and uh, great things can happen. Just have fun with it. You bet. There you go. Um, I'm sure we could go another hour if we wanted to, but we're going to cut it off here. We'll get you some 126 gear. So if you see if you see somebody walking around 126 stuff, ask them who they are. It might just be Josh. Um, that's all the time we have today. We will talk to you next time on part three.